Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Michigan Reimagined, a spotlight podcast. And here's your host, Chris Buck. So as we all recover from the coronavirus pandemic and the fallout that it's caused, there's a local group working tirelessly to get Downtown Lansing back on its feet. Aptly named Downtown Lansing, Inc., I want to welcome its executive director, Kathleen Edgerly, and events and marketing manager, Jasmine Anderson, to today's show, where we'll discuss the plans for the holiday season, the year that has passed, and what lies ahead. Welcome, Kathleen and Jasmine. Hi, thanks for having us. So remind our audience, why was DLI established? What's your mission? Um, How are you governed and funded? Give us a crash course on DLI. All the fun facts about DLI. So Downtown Lansing, Inc. is the principal shopping district, which was established in 1996 here in Lansing. As an organization, we are committed to promoting the culture and sustainability of our downtown district. We are oftentimes seen as a community connector and a builder in many ways where we have to balance the needs of all of our stakeholders who are part of our downtown community and neighborhood and foster more of an inclusive environment that will build downtown Lansing into one of more of a 24-7 experience. Right on. And historically, and in my experience anyway, um, before the pandemic, in a nutshell, it seemed like Lansing was a nine to five, Monday through Friday, business community lunches and stuff. And the challenge that you probably faced uh, was getting people there in the evenings and on the weekends. Correct. And trying to get the residential component kind of going. And there's new residential stuff that has been built, but the pandemic has kind of now almost flipped the script a little bit, right? It has flipped the script. I mean, looking at a downtown environment as a capital city that traditionally looked at a daytime worker in that daytime environment, we're leading uh, the future vision of downtown Lansing with so many different partners and stakeholders to look at what we all know downtown Lansing needed for a number of years. How can we bring more residential downtown amenities, diversify the business mix, look at infill opportunities and enhancing our community spaces for more diverse uses. Right on. Okay. And so your team DLI. So what is your team comprised of? How do you kind of get the voice of the people who are your stakeholders that you just mentioned that help you shape what you're trying to do as opposed to what you just personally think needs to be done? Of course, of course. At DLI, I think our team is the most amazing downtown (laughs) uh, management team in the entire state. And Jasmine is one of those fantastic team members. So we have a team that is small and mighty of four and a half staff members. And we also follow the main street Uh, framework. So that's part of a nationally accredited program that really looks at community input. So we have volunteer committees that meet each month that look at everything from the organization itself to fund development, to promotion, marketing events, making sure people are aware of all those people and places that make up our downtown community. Look at the aesthetics of downtown, the design, the public spaces, as well as our business makeup too. And then our board, our, they're all volunteers that um, uh, comprise of residents, business owners, property owners, and other stakeholders. And there's so many wonderful community partners who love Lansing and really have 
passion and love uh, for downtown Lansing as it exists today, as well as willing to do the hard work to move it forward. Right. And it seemed like um, the pandemic was exceedingly hard on the retail storefronts. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, I'm almost surprised. And again, I know there are a lot of awful stories of of great businesses that didn't survive, but I was I'm kind of pleasantly surprised that it's not more of a catastrophe and that we do have a lot of businesses that have made it through. Mm -hmm. Is Mm -hmm. that fair to say that maybe it I mean, yeah, that is fair to say. We did, to your point, have to flip the script in downtown Lansing. And you'll see if you haven't been here for a while, a a lot of entrepreneurial based businesses, startups, whether it's in Middle Village, micro market or shared retail space um, or their new storefronts out there, including a lot of retail. I mean, despite having to say goodbye to so many of our neighbors, which is heartbreaking, we're still feeling that loss. We did welcome 11 new businesses to the downtown district just this past year. We'll talk about that a little bit. What kinds of businesses tend to be giving it a shot? And mm-hmm. uh, are there incentives to help them trust you know, the, the start of these businesses? Uh, or are they just in industries that they feel bullish that is going to survive in this kind of a town? And how did they all get the gumption at this time in history to start a storefront? COVID brought a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. And it also brought out a lot of people who were changing the way that they work, uh, what they wanted their lives to look like as well. And so I think that entrepreneurial spirit, right. it was a great opportunity to foster that. I know in not just downtown Lansing, but communities across the state and the nation. Um, and as we looked at more of that 24-7 experience and the amenities that we needed for our residents, if you're building new residential, you need more shopping experiences, new right. entertainment venues, things of that nature. So part of what we did at Downtown Lansing Inc. was we did open a micro market retail center uh, um, and worked with Leap and the LEDC and the city and others too to help with different pitch competitions. But at Middle Village, it was offering a shared space, removing as many barriers to entry as possible, really focusing as well uh, as we look at that sense of belonging and people feeling like Downtown Lansing is their own of underrepresented communities, women-owned businesses, et cetera, and getting them started so that hopefully after a year plus possibly of programming and training, they would be comfortable and have the solid foundation and that loyal clientele, uh, customer base, et cetera, to move out into the storefronts in downtown Lansing or anywhere in the city as well. And then, you know, we were looking at sustaining, stabilizing, and then supporting. And that is where advocacy at a state level, advocacy at a city level was absolutely imperative to say, hey, we are the capital city. We've been the hardest hit by remote working and the loss of our state workers, which, you know, an 85 to 90% loss overnight. Right. And still yeah. not fully coming back because the way people work has changed fundamentally and will continue to be changed for quite some time. It, it took a heavy toll on our local economy and our local businesses. So we advocated at the state and uh, local level, it was for funding support to, again, stabilize and sustain, help see these small businesses who've been part of our downtown neighborhood for years, continue to be able to be part of that and see them through this transition as we bring in more residential units um, and we change this environment overall downtown, but then also encourage others to come here. And then how are we working with our property owners too? to look at building rehabs and all of the office spaces that are being lost. How do we transition those into other uses as well as attract people so that this capital city is truly Michigan's downtown and reflective of all of our communities across the state right here downtown. 
Right. That, that's an amazing story. And, and all of that really resonates. So for those who aren't familiar with the Middle, middle Village Micro Market. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. That, okay. I always want to make sure I get that name down right. Explain a little bit about what a customer experience would look like. So if they walk in the front door, what do they see? Yeah. You, you will see six different businesses all set up with their own look and feel and products that they have. Um, everything from cookie dough to clothing, art, jewelry, teas, uh, health and holistic uh, products as well. And how do they earn the right to get that spot? I mean, do you have like a waiting list and is there a certain amount of time that they get to kind of be there to establish themselves? Right. Uh, right around the wintertime is when we put out our call for applicants. Anyone who is looking to move from maybe a market scene or this is their initial phase into business um, to set up a 10 by 12 foot space within the micro market. They have to be retail focused, mm-hmm. um, willing to be part of the cohort for a year at least. And then throughout that year, they receive monthly training too. And I'd love to hear from Jasmine as one of our newer employees about what she's seen and experienced and felt from the um, Middle Village micro merchants yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I think there's such a, um, I don't know, everybody has like their own feel, their own vibe, their own products, their own style, things like that. And it's really great to just see how they support one another. Um, I often walk through there and just hear the different conversations they're having about different tips or ideas or, you know, like maybe we should put on this event and do this. And, you know, even to be able to come to us as a resource, um, whether they're looking for an event space or, you know, ideas or want to talk through something or can you smell this scent, you know, and let me know what you think, what would you buy? Right. Um, So I think it just is a really great opportunity to come and have that community feel um, and just have a support that you wouldn't probably have if you were to just go out and get your own retail space and start from there. Right on. And then the, the goal is obviously for them to, like you said, build a brand loyalty, kind of try it before you own it, you know, right. right? So, and then after a year, you know, hopefully have enough of a following that you feel comfortable signing a lease and getting your own retail storefront. Or, you know, the other side is learn, fail fast, and then go back, you know, maybe it is an online or a farmer's market, you know, seasonal type stuff because it's just not worth having the expenditure. But you're never going to know unless you kind of, this is that middle step, Correct. right? Correct. There can be a ton of lessons learned. And as you said, sometimes a retailer in Middle Village finds out that that's not that's not going to fit their product base or their customer base either. They need to go back to that market scene or maybe they can do better just with online sales out of their home or things of that nature. But aside from um, building that loyal clientele and setting up their business plans, marketing, et cetera, it's also shifting a culture and has a longer term focus on if they come into downtown Lansing, they've already been open in a business space from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., Uh, Tuesday through Saturdays. So they're building those evening hours into the weekend. And then when they go out into the community, they're already used to that type of schedule. It's extending the hours of operation for downtown Lansing as a whole. Um, And they have that vibe and that feel where they're working together already. So the feeling on the street for both our newer businesses and our established businesses is this whole culture of connectivity and working together. on their promotions, on their activities, or just looking out for one another as a neighbor. It really creates that neighborhood feel. Are there any other new businesses? You said 11 have started up that you want to highlight Mm -hmm. before we move on. I know maybe you don't want to have preferential treatment. We don't have any (laughs) favorites, but I mean, if Jasmine and I rattle off a couple, Capital Hippie came out of Middle Village Micromarket, so we have counters. 
bakery and cafe also came out of Middle Village. Yum. There is a new brow bar that originated in Detroit uh, and has operations in Ann Arbor and Bay City that's here in downtown Lansing now. A novel concept just opened um, their bookstore and they also have an amazing illustrator. Um, Sarah Pulver has her shop Dear Ollie in there. So there's fun cards and art. Um, and a variety of other products in there, too. Yeah. There's like a mini grocery store that just opened up, too, right? Or it's been open yes. for a little bit. Yep, Market Which... on the Squared. Lolly okay. and his team have brought not just um, that like mini market and convenience feel where you can grab and go with lunches and other products that you need throughout the day, but then two different ethnic cuisine experiences, too, um, nice. that you can dine in or grab and go. Which serves both populations, right? So exactly. the, the the business worker and that's down here for the day, but then if you're a resident too, to be able to walk down and grab some sundries and foods and stuff to go back to your apartment or whatever, it's got to be a very welcome business model. Yes, it definitely is helping serve both the residents as well as those workers. Who right. Are here. So Jasmine, you mentioned uh, events, and so that's another big part of your portfolio, right? Is to host specific timed get downtown and experience the new stuff if you haven't been here for a while. So talk a little bit about what you've done at Ruder Park and some of the other experiences that you've, you've hosted. Uh, you know, is the calendar kind of set or do you just kind of throw things out? How's that work? Yeah. Um, so starting with Ruder Park, I think it's just such a great park. It's a historic park. It's centrally located. It's close to, you know, residential. It's close to the Catabus station. It's close to the library. So it has all of these, you know, great focal points around it. And we just want it to be able to add um, a diverse experience going there, right? Um, the park is currently utilized in so many different ways and providing support to different people. Um, and so we just want it to add to what's already being done there. Um, so we started this year with the Kringle Holiday Market. Um, so we had rotating vendors utilizing um, our wooden sheds there and then food trucks and different activities. We had like a horse-drawn carriage ride that was free um, and other free activities going on during the market and really just having an opportunity for, you know, startup entrepreneurs to be able to have a space to be able to showcase their business and get their name out there without it being so permanent. Um, and also just provide a, a new holiday experience in downtown Lansing. You know, I have so many memories from Silver Bells and coming downtown right. during the holidays. So yep. be, to be able to extend that um, and provide more during the holiday season is just really great. Um, and then we're just excited to continue to, to utilize the space throughout the year. So um, planning on having farmers markets and hopefully some roller skating and, and other type of community focused events like wellness fairs and just all the things. Um, and then outside of Ruder Park, we have other events that we do, some that we do every year, um, like Winterfest, which is coming up in February, as well as Trick or Treat on the Square and other events like that. And then just me and other people coming to the table with new fun ideas to incorporate and add to the, the year of events. <laughs> now, the farmer's market traditionally has been set up around the Capitol, mm -hmm. but that's only a couple times a year. It's a isn't couple it? times a year, and it's a huge day for people to come out and support um, those local vendors. Right, but having a more rhythmic, frequent—I mean, the farmers market seems to be like a momentum-driven thing. I mean, I know that the Meridian Town, Meridian Township Farmers Market is on Saturday mornings, and then if I miss that, the East Lansing Farmers Market is on Sunday morning. Downtown Lansing doesn't have a permanent rhythmic farmers market space or following yet. Is that a goal to have Lansing flex up and start doing the farmer's market 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think that, you know, in the coming months, I'll definitely be reaching out to the existing farmers markets, like the ones you mentioned, the Allen Neighborhood Center, Southside um, Farmers Market, and, and kind of figure out where our space can be. You know, we want to definitely not be on a day that's already existing, right? right? We want to yep. create something new, but then also just give the opportunity for downtown residents and workers to be able to come and, and get some healthy food and, and experience some other food vendors. Um, so yeah, that's something that we're looking to do on a more regular basis. And I'll tell you, the farmer's market scene is such a thing. And I'm always surprised when I go to towns, We, my wife and I will explore this great state of Michigan on almost every weekend and just try to find different holes in the wall, right, to go look at. But we'll pull into a town and they Google their farmer's market, and it's Wednesdays from 3 to 5. And I mean, so the the farmer's market is really becoming, as long as they know when it is and where it is, and it's robust, it doesn't seem to matter as much, except if you're a weekend tripper like me, I'm not going to be in that town on a Wednesday. But So I think there's some more and more flexibility, because it always seemed to have to be a Saturday or a Sunday, and you don't want to compete. But no, that's great. I'm looking forward to having that gather momentum and I will come by because it's not far. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Okay. So um, so now, Ruder Park, for those not familiar, where exactly is that located in proximity to downtown? You mentioned near the Catabus. Is it the, the, the bus depot or is it just a stop? Um, you said the library. Yeah, it's just close walking distance to the downtown um, Catabus station. It's at 400 South Capitol, so it's literally right across the street from the downtown Lansing Library. Okay. Um, right on like Kalamazoo and Capitol. Got it. Okay. So outside of that and the micro village, middle village micro market, um, what can we look forward to in 2023? What kinds of things, you know, can you tease us with anything or, or, or just what's the vision of, of next steps for DLI and where does Lansing kind of need to go next? Mm-hmm. If you look at the future, um, not just the vision of DLI, but what all the stakeholders are really focusing on, it's connectivity um, to our riverfront. Connectivity from business to business, connectivity with the neighborhoods as well that surround downtown Lansing. So talking about Rio Town and Old Town and something that we focused on quite a bit over the last year and had a lot of stakeholders participating in was a comprehensive market analysis and looking at what exists here currently in our downtown market, what can be that maybe there's uh, building models and programming that have never been done in Lansing before that are going to meet the needs of our growing residential population, Mm -hmm. as well as the needs of those who call Lansing in the uh, Lansing surrounding area home 24-7. I think it'll begin to see um, continued growth in our entrepreneurial scene, in startup businesses, um, more and more retail, as well as an entertainment venue right on the 200 block of South Washington Square that's currently under construction. We're very excited to see that um, bringing shows and talent from all across the U.S. and uh, meeting crowds if they're sitting, about 250, 300 people being able to come see a show, or if it's standing room only, closer to the 500 mark as well. That'll be very, very welcome. Mm -hmm. And then Ovation seems to be continuing to gather momentum. I mean, know that that's a build it, you know, project. So that's not a 2023 thing from a use standpoint. But But yeah, we're looking forward to the Ovation too. And um, just adding different arts and culture opportunities for everybody to come out and experience in a variety of ways and adding to that nighttime scene that's going to support our restaurants, our breweries, et cetera, 
on into the evening and weekend hours. Fantastic. Well, thanks a ton for all the work you're doing. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like to share with the squad? If you'd love to stay connected, follow us on our social media platforms at Downtown Lansing. Definitely check out our website, downtownlansing.org. And remember to lift up local. There you go. Lift up local. That's right. We've been talking to the events and marketing manager, Jasmine Anderson, and the executive director, Kathleen Edgerly, Downtown Lansing, Inc. Pay attention. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.